What's up, everybody? Hello, my name is Nick, and with me is my co-host, David, and we are... God damn it, I always forget the name of the podcast. The Lord is not taking calls. Thank you. We're sorry. The Lord is not taking calls at this time. If you'd like to listen to a podcast... Today, we are talking about exorcism and what exorcism is, what exorcism is in the public eye, um, and what exorcism is to the rest of the world. And um, this was kind of drawn on me lately because it's been coming up in the media again with some recent, some teenage exorcists who are out there kicking butt like Powerpuff Girls with their dad, I think it was. I don't remember. Charlie's Angels Exorcist. Yeah, the Charlie's Angels of Exorcist. I think they even referenced that in the video. This Did was on really? Vice. I think so. Okay. Um, so, yeah, we're talking about that. Um, so, for we'll, we'll start out. What is exorcism to the layman? Um, you know, some of us don't really know what exorcism is. We just all think that it's... Uh, you know, this little girl in a bed who's spinning her head around telling telling you that your mother can suck cocks in hell or whatever. And vomiting um, uh, green pea soup and, into your face. Yeah, that was disgusting. Um, <laughs> so, f- according to uh, Wikipedia, exorcism is the religious or spiritual practice of evicting demons or other spiritual entities from a person or an area they are believed to have possessed. Depending on the spiritual beliefs of the exorcist, this may be done by causing the entity to swear an oath, performing an elaborate ritual, or simply by commanding it to depart in the name of a higher power. The practice is an ancient part of the belief system of many cultures and religions. Um, So, I prefer the Catholic view of exorcism, just because it's... There's a lot of cool stuff in Catholicism, and they, they really they really kind of put a very dramatic turn on everything. Um, but all I really know of exorcism and how it's done is from what I've seen in the media. Um, and so that, that the, the, there's a list of the, a host of exorcism views in here, from Buddhism to Christianity, with a subpart of cat, Catholic, Catholicism. Catholicism. Uh, yeah, Hinduism, <laughs> Islam, Judaism, Taoism. Ta- There's exorcism and Taoism, really. All right, uh, that'll be interesting. We'll, we'll we'll take a look at all of these. Um, but uh, let, let's let's first talk about um, where, where what do you know of uh, of exorcism? Where where outside of your experience with exorcism, how did you learn of it as growing up, David? Well, the word exor- – I mean I grew up in church, but the word exorcism was never really used. Um, we believed in exorcism as a thing. We believed that demonic possession was a thing and that uh, you know a demon could inhabit or infest a person and, that, and would have to be driven out by, by God or whatever or by a person in the name of God. But um, exorcism was never – we never really used the official uh, terminology ascribed for it or ascribed to it, I guess. I didn't really – I don't think I really came across it until – uh, maybe I don't know. Learn, learning about exorcism uh, from, like you said, from a from a Catholic perspective, which is what we usually see in uh, movies and, and different kinds of media, and mm-hmm. and and that's what we see. Like you're not going to really see exorcism from at least in media from a non-Catholic perspective because Catholics put such a uh, a dramatic spin on it. I mean, I mean, it's kind of a 
it's kind of a dramatic subject to begin with, but there's such an extra flair and there's such an extra, they go through so many um, ritualistic motions and uh, just kind of, I don't know, they, they put so much more into it to, to give it a kind of, uh, to, to, I don't know, to, to give it kind of a flair that it that the that the bare bones of the thing itself doesn't really have, which actually I think is why um, when you see churches in movies too, it's always it's well it's almost always Catholic churches because when you walk into a non-Catholic church, it's just basically a building, you know, it's a bit, <clears throat> it's like an auditorium with maybe a cross here or there and a podium um, or an altar or whatever. And a lot that's of dramatism. It. What's that? A lot of dramatism. Yeah, well, it's just yeah, it's not really it's not really impressive, um, a non-Catholic. But if you go into a Catholic church, then you're going to see all the visual evidence of uh, of religion. You're going to see stained glass windows, and you're going to see candles, and you're going to see statues of Jesus and the Virgin Mary, and all this kind of stuff. Just because um, I think Catholicism places much more emphasis on um, on uh, and I'm not really sure. I'm not even really sure what to call it. Just the 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 well the drama I guess of religion um, not necessarily in a bad way but in a way that kind of evokes reverence which is good um, but you know you're not really going to see much of uh, m much of exorcism from a non-Catholic perspective because of that be just because it's so much more interesting to look at the the examples of exorcism here in Yale Wikipedia is um, for <laughs> Christianity the really the two differences is that um, it's more of a ritual for Catholicism, exactly. Yeah, um, yeah. And when it when it much. comes to when it comes to just uh, your your basic general Christianity, it's it's just casting out demons. Um, yeah. There, there's an there's an image here of of uh, Jesus exercising a mute. Mm -hmm. um, is that one of his miracles? I don't know of the miracles. Well, yeah. I mean, uh, I mean, it's like uh, I don't know. It kind of it kind of overlaps because um, this is actually I. Uh, See where this. Oh yeah, that's in uh, that's in Matthew twelve twenty two. It says uh, then they brought him a demon possessed man who was blind and mute, and Jesus healed him so that he could both talk and see. Now Jesus does a lot of healing people who have physical ailments and maladies and stuff like that. Like he'll heal heal. Wow, I'm having a hard time saying this. He'll heal a blind guy, um, which has nothing to do with demonic possession. But in this case, he casts out the demon, which um, just as a byproduct allows the guy to see and hear or i mean sorry see and speak again all right all right so let's let's move on to a bit of a we we could talk about exorcism from a catholic perspective all day and we we will i'm gonna i want to i want to include what what goes on in some of these other religions um so let's just let's just read the first sentence this is for hinduism in in regards to exorcism beliefs and practices pertaining to the practice of exorcism are predominantly pre prominently connected with Hindus, um, of the four Vedas, va Ve I'm, I'm going to butcher this uh, one way or another. <laughs> the Atharva Veda is said to contain the secret secrets related to exorcism, magic, and alchemy. Oh man, I can't wait to dig into that. I, I need to meet a, hin uh, a Hindu person immediately because that's interesting. <laughs> yeah, stat, stat, give me a Hindu stat. I, I would love to have a conversation with that person. The basic means of exorcism are the mantra and the yajna. Uh, use again. Sorry if I fucked this up. Used in both the Vedic and the Tantric traditions. Tan uh, I know Tantric. I don't know Vedic. I, that's vaguely familiar. V Vishnava traditions are also employ a recitation of names: Narasimha, Narasimha, 
and, and reading scriptures, notably the Bhagavata Purana aloud. I, I know I, I know these words a little bit because my mother practices does the whole yoga thing, and a lot of Hindu words are included in that. So it seems like it's just a, it's it's kind of like taking a sage and running it around your house, um, that that kind of stuff to 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 keep demons keep the bad juju away. Um, so what, I'm what sorry kind of demons do they have anybody. in uh, what kind of demons do they have in uh, in Hinduism? So let's see. Mentally offering the result to departed persons helps them get released from their ghostly situation. Uh, continuous playing of mantras, keeping scriptures and holy pictures. So it's, I guess, it's burning incense, sprinkling water uh, from holy rivers, blowing conches, uh, as in the shell, I think, used yeah, in yeah, puja yeah. or other effective practices. It is believed that praying to Lord Hanuman gives best result. So, like, evil forces. Lord Hanuman makes the evil forces and devils tremble in fear. Uh, go, ghost and death related stuff. That's basically where it's at with Hinduism. Okay. Islam, I'm going to exorcism today. It's a wider body contemporary Islamic alternative medicine called Al-Tib Al-Nabawai. Al-Nabawai. I, I need, we, we should have my cousin on. She speaks uh, Arabic. Uh, Islamic exorcism just is treating a person lying down while a, while a, uh, a, a I'm going to butcher this. A sheik places uh, a hand on the patient's head while reciting verses of the Quran um, and then sprinkling holy water. So it's interesting to me that, I mean, obviously, I'm sure there's examples of exorcism, but like, uh, let's get to the base. I'm going to I'm going to leave. We'll visit Taoism for the last one, because that's a weird one to me. But to me, uh, this is my atheist, non-religious, secular view of what exorcism is. For the baser person, we're yep. just trying to get we're just trying to get rid of bad things. Um, you know, we feel like the bad things are caused by the world around us, and that we're affected by those things, and that we want to get rid of those things. Like somebody's mute, somebody's sick, somebody like they've got something inside them that is eating them up inside. Like you know, it's just it's it's causing them to be a bad person. And or or be like, you know, like like exorcisms could be formed on a terrorist or some kind of extremist, somebody who's but that's only in their personal view to like like they're trying to find the light. They're trying to get rid of that bad thing that's inside of them. Maybe they're sick. Maybe they're they're like like in Constantine, the movie Constantine, John Constantine wants to get rid of like uh, his his bad lungs, but that has nothing to do with his, uh, with, with, he's just, and they eventually get exorcised out of him, but, uh, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll revisit Constantine. So it's, it's just a lot of driving bad things away, whether it's spirits, whether it's bad health, whether it's trying to purify something. Um, well, but exorcism, I mean, it's, it's not merely, I mean, I'm a little confused because I don't, I don't understand how you could drive how, how, I guess how it could be called exorcism. If you're just trying to drive, Something like bad health away or something like that. You know what I mean? Well, it, like, like, think of it as a metaphor. A, a lot of these are metaphors to me. That's just how that's how I make sense of a lot of uh, religious things that are physically real um, to a lot of people. Is it's like the met, like your your you know your bad health, your your the something that's causing you to be you know, mean, evil, whatever, those things can be exercised out of you by performing this ritual. Kind of, it's kind of a mental thing in my perspective. Um, 
a lot of like uh, like like schizophrenia almost mm. can like yeah. somebody would would make an attempt at uh, getting rid of schizophrenia through exorcism, and they used to do that historically, I believe. I mm-hmm. don't quote me on that, but that's that's my kind of perspective. Just like you know, we're trying to the house, just like like somebody died in the house, and they're trying to get the 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 the, the spirit, the energy, the 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 ghosts, if you will, out of the house by exercising the home of those bad things, like the sage and the incense and so on and so forth. And th- and that's that's how I kind of make sense of uh, of it. Oh yeah, it's even in here on scientific view. You know, hysteria, mania, psychosis, Tourette syndrome, epilepsy, schizophrenia—all those things were trying to be solved with exorcism through religion. Because like, let's let's face it, our re- at some point in time, religion was deemed scientific in nature because we had no other means of de- of de- defining it. So it's mm-hmm. it's something that we turn to to make sense of the world around us and why things are bad. Um, or were bad, or are bad, or will be bad, and uh, and and that's that's how how it's piqued my interest because it's a lot of it has to do with mental illness and 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 bad neurological problems and just all those things that we can only solve through we could just try to be positive and and be very po- and and that that you know like meditation people solve things through meditation and positive thoughts positive affirmations. Um, those things that are important to do in order to drive those bad things away out of your life so you can live a better life and be healthier. Yeah, I mean, as far as I can tell um, and, and as far as I understand, pretty much the general um, atheistic view of most things that uh, religious people consider spiritual realities um, or spiritual practicalities are basically a, um, I guess, a manifestation of a mental state or a uh, the the power of the human mind, you know, the power of the power of psychology and the power of belief and the power of, um, you know, I guess uh, putting one's own uh, mental energy into something, you know. Yeah, and um, then and then we got to we get and then you transition into stuff like the act of exorcism that um, people perform and people and and then just people from my perspective of the secular region we we look at that and like whoa that's crazy how are they why would somebody behave in that manner? Like, you know, that doesn't make any sense. I don't understand it. And, and I, I feel like it, it, it's it's a bit of a mental, it's almost like hypnotism. Mm-hmm. Like the, there's a bit of hypnotism in there that will help kind of, and they, I, I don't know if this has been proven. I'm kind of bullshitting here and just making an educated guess that I think hypnotism was proven to help kind of adjust people's chemical, like, out brain set the rewire you if 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 that if that's appropriate and, and help you kind of you know fix fix what's wrong in your in your mind to to have those things i mean that's obviously not going to apply to like your your health or whatever um but like if we, if it helps with your mental health then by all means but it's the it's the it's the 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 over dramatization in the media and stuff like that and then kind of the uh, kind of the secular media just taking a look at this like oh these these three these three girls and their father like it seems the, the it, it, it this comes to the dark side of exorcism for me and it was something that I thought would be important to talk about is um and i i, I it's the whole these people are charging money taking, to taking be exercised people yeah, they're taking advantage. So in that in that example with the three sisters, with the three, I don't know if they're sisters, the three girls. It's it's two sisters and a friend, I think. Yeah, two sisters, and and then this this older man who like seems chicken hawkish, 
Um, they're going, they're going to, but they're going to like heavily Russian Catholic like regions of mm. of of the Ukraine uh, and and, uh, and Eastern Europe and uh, and Russia and and these people they're strict strict Catholics and they they go in and they're they're all together and they're just they they're they're doing the, they're doing their 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 thing and it goes and it it just boggles the mind for a lot of people that are just looking at this like but like it se- it seems like that's a practice that was so long ago but it's still around to this day and it kind of just um in in western culture and like modern super modern culture people don't understand it and they they don't they look at it and they're just like oh the world's crazy are they actually charging for that yes they i think they are like i think they're they're kind of i don't i they don't talk about it obviously they're not gonna talk about it but um the 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 uh the person who was doing the interviewing was like they they you know pose the question of are they you know taking advantage of these people because these people donate and give money to them but like you know are there it's like an expected donation or whatever I, I i feel there's probably i'm sure there's examples out there of people going around 50 bucks i'll get i'll get rid of your demons type thing well keep in mind though there's a really big difference between charging someone to perform a service for them and saying help like, donate to us or you know contribute financially so that we, so that we can continue to go do this service for someone else yeah and a, and a lot of people view that as kind of they can be like it's like a peer pressure and we won't come to your area if you're not going to donate or whatever like <clears throat> it seems like kind of a hit or miss like type of industry type thing um i mean it, i guess it can be like I, I don't know what the situation is with with this particular group but um i mean it it, it depends on whether it's a pay us or we won't do it um yeah. or or if it's a um pay it forward you know you got this service you know we we came and we were able to to come and help you um now contribute to someone else being able to do it you know or being able to experience it and receive it because you know we can't we can't do this stuff for free you know and that's the okay. way pretty much any any church operates too like no one no one gets charged to walk into the church building and listen to uh, you know listen to a service and participate in worship and stuff like that. It's you walk in, you participate, and then you contribute, and uh, you know, so that more people are able to experience that. You know what I mean? Hmm. Okay. Yeah, that's interesting. But again, like like I said, I don't I don't know how this particular group is operating. And I remember the in the video, the um. The dad is kind of a disgraced former uh, televangelist. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah, that's who, right. He is. He is. He is. I forgot about that. That's important. Yeah. He. Yeah. He got. Uh, he definitely. He, um, he got a taste def- of the monies and wanted more. Yeah, and and like I told you before, he may have ulterior motives for for what he's doing, but I'm pretty sure that the girls believe a hundred percent in what they're doing. Okay. So let's talk. Let's let's talk about. It. So I, I'm going to talk about Taoism, and then we'll 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 move on a little bit here. Um, so for in in Taoism, uh, in Taoism to me has always just been a more of a philosophy base. But I, that's why I'm a little shocked that there's uh, examples of of uh, of exorcism in Taoism. And so in Taoism, exorcisms are performed because an individual has been possessed by an evil spirit for one of two reasons: the individual has disturbed a ghost, regardless of intent, and the ghost now seeks revenge, kind of like uh, the Indian. Uh, the Indian burial thing where the uh, burial yeah. ground, yeah, when you destroy and the your ground. house gets swallowed by by that burial ground, and then, so and then and a live person could be jealous and use black magic as revenge, thereby conjuring a ghost to possess someone. Members of the Fashi, both Chinese ritual officers and priests ordained by a celestial master, perform Chinese rituals 
in particular exorcisms. Um, histor- historically, Taoist, Taoist exorcisms including include chanting, physical movements, praying to uh, to drive the spirits away, and then uh, they do ritual festivals. And they uh, they they in those festivals they'll do like individual like exorcisms, and then they also do like a they'll do like a dramatic performance where they call out the demon so the village can once again have peace at these festivals. And then the leaders will, the leader of this, this like whole thing will like, they'll cut themselves and then they'll use the blood to protect the village. And it's, it's a whole, it's a whole thing that protect uh, the houses uh, with the blood of this person that's bled very, it's, 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 it's a little, uh, it's, we get a little gory there. <laughs> um, I'm sure I'm, I'm betting, I want to find examples of exorcism in like the Nordic tradition. I'm betting that exists because I mean, there are good and bad gods in in in, in old Nor, Nor Norwegian, uh, old Viking tradition. That that kind of stuff. But in but in Taoism, you were saying that um, it's not demons that people are possessed by; it's just um, disturbed ghosts of people. Yeah, bad That's... bad spirits, bad spirits. Wait, but hold on, wait, bad. Hold on, wait. So are they are they ghosts of are they spirits of people? They can be, or they're 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 spirits that people have. Um, like I get like if you have ill will towards somebody, you cast your ill will upon another person to curse them with black magic. Uh-huh. Um, okay, so which but they can be they can be possessed by just that. Yeah, yeah. So okay. it, uh, uh, an alive person could be jealous um, and use black magic and, uh, for revenge in, in order to 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 curse somebody, and then you would go get an exorcism to get rid of that curse. Um, so are they being are they being exercised of just a, of a uh, sort of an inanimate um, unconscious curse or does that curse sort of manifest a spirit of some kind? It, yeah, I, I believe it, it it's a conjuring a ghost, so it manifests a spirit. Um, not I, I, I like it's there. I'm I'm betting it's probably I we'd have to talk to a Taoist about this and some or a historian really. Um, I know, I know, I know a lot about Chinese history and how they've treated demons and stuff. Uh-huh. Um, but they, they kind of. So you, you would get a if you had a bad spirit cast upon you and in your house, you kind of, it, you, it's, it's made known and it's kind of like it's, it's kind of like bad karma. Um, you know, you, you've, you've wronged somebody and they're taking it out on you with bad karma, and it's kind of like. Everybody, it, it becomes kind of a village thing where like everybody views you as like you, you've got a bad spirit following you, and that you don't really want people don't really want anything to do with that person, and they you you become a bit of an outcast until you have that spirit like taken away from you. So everybody is always quickly that that could be another money driving thing. Like you you're like quick to go find an exorcist, like hey mm-hmm. hey hey, let's I, I need an exorcism like quick, like I've got this bad juju in my life, and I I need it gone because this person like wants revenge on me and maybe they go and like they they you know pay they they make up with this person by who wants revenge on them for one thing or another um and and that's that's kind of the the metaphor for for let's be let's let's be friends again or something (laughs) all right so yeah that's 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 our rundown of, of kind of exorcism throughout the history let's talk um about uh, let's talk about movies. So, I watched Constantine. Did you watch that exorcism I, I, scene? I didn't. Oh, the exorcism scene? Yes, yes, I did. Just the scene. So I thought uh, I. So this is generally viewed as a Catholic film, 
Um, and the the dude who who directed it, he was a Catholic. I don't know. He was practicing Catholic, but. I thought it was interesting that this, so there was a demon, and one things I had to take note of were like, in this scene, you, there, there's there's the mirror that the demon gets sucked up into, and they push it out and break the mirror, and it, it, it the demon goes away, and it came out of this little girl, your typical exorcism type thing, like, a la 1970s exorcist, and, but like... If the people that helped him exercise this demon, I think this is kind of a running theme for a lot of these exorcisms, is if they looked at the demon whilst this was going on, like there was a shot where this guy, his hair turns gray and yeah, he like yeah. falls he's... down and he starts slapping himself in the face. Like he's like he's got like something just like is like fucking with him. And uh yeah. And, and I, I'm wondering, I'm wondering how true to to a lot of exes. Like, did they do some research on this? I wanted, I'm, I, I wanted to do a little bit more research on it. Um, but uh, but that's just one example of how we've treated exorcism in in the media, um, in f- fictional media specifically. We've just they just go way over the top of it. And then we've got the old, we've got the old fashioned exorcist that everybody loves with the spinning heads and, and the vomit and all that. And, and kind of the eerie, eeriness of it all, but like, I want I wanted to like explore. Do you what What do you think is the basis for those type of things? Like, do you think that that's actually happened, or did somebody come up with that? Honestly, man, I think the basis for uh, an exorcism like you see in uh, in Constantine is just interesting visual storytelling. That's that's all. You know, someone had someone had an interesting idea at some point. And they said, "Hey, this would be awesome if they did that." I think, I think the scene is really cool. I think uh, it's really, I think it's creative. Um, I think, theologically speaking, it's ridiculous. But uh, yeah, I, so I, I don't think it's really, uh, I don't think it's based on any kind of any grounded theology. I just think it makes makes for cool visuals. Yeah, I, 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 I definitely think so as well. But I, I, I also think there are people out there who like they believe this stuff. And I think they're they're super serious about it, like they 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 think that like you know they they believe that that kind of stuff exists. Like they've seen those videos um, where like it's it seems like it's real, maybe it's hoaxed. I don't know. They, people make those those things up all the time. I, I you know if anybody is out there in the the Twitterverse or the Facebook or whatever, just hit me up and let me know about your experience with any time or your, why you believe that that kind of stuff can happen. If you've seen it, if you believe it, whatever. Um, I don't know. We don't have, we don't have any audience now, but maybe somebody <laughs> eventually will be like, Oh yeah, I totally have believe in this stuff. It's crazy, but it's totally true. And I, I'd love to hear that perspective. Um, it's, I mean, I it's absolutely just, believe it's, it's possible. I just don't think that, uh, yeah, yeah. You know, that, that, like they, that they, particular visual representation was... Uh, I'm sorry, what? There's crazy stuff out there. You never know. There's yeah. all sorts of... Everybody has a different experience, and I, I want to explore those experiences. They just got to come to me, and, and we can talk about it. Yeah. All right, so let's let's talk about um, your, your your personal experience with exorcism. Just give give me like a... Like a Synopsis. How, how's your father on, 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 uh, on your experience with exorcism with these two people? Let's go with John and, John and Kate. <laughs> John and Kate. So there's only been uh, one time in my life that I encountered what seemed to me to be a demon. And, you know, I've been a Christian all my life, and I've always gone to church. But uh, so this was about two years ago. I'm walking home from Quick Trip or something, and I run into um, a couple people um, with this girl this um, who's like, I don't know, maybe around 20 or so. 
Um, she's incredibly distraught about something. She's really upset. And um, so I stop and I, you know, kind of walk up to him and I ask what's going on. I get her life story, you know, a whole bunch of stuff that happened to her. She tells me that um, – she and she tells me a little bit about herself that um, – that told me that, oh, it sounds like this girl might be possessed by a demon. She might, or maybe not possessed, but she might have a demon that's been harassing her for a long time because of just of some stuff that she's uh, told me about things that she's experienced. So um, what happens is this girl tells me that uh, she messed around with the occult at one point, and ever since then she'd had a spirit following her. So, let's see, sometimes she would take a shower and it would leave threatening messages on the mirror, sometimes in English and sometimes in a language that she thought was Latin. Sometimes uh, she would kind of black out and wake up somewhere that she didn't have any uh, memory of going to. Um, and what this – and that – this whole thing, all of that together struck me as there's a demon that's been harassing this girl for a long time. And, and, and that struck me as schizophrenia. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's, that's really how it's going to play out for everybody. That's, that's what I got. That's one of, the, one of my statements here. So I'll pull out. So she was. She explained to explained to you something. She when she would take a shower, blah blah blah, threatening that that whole thing. Um, and it just seems like she has schizophrenia. And, and like you know, do, 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 you've interacted with with this person outside of that. Does it seem like? Uh, does it does it seem to you like she has schizophrenia? Like she maybe has like a voice in there, or like anything going? Like maybe it was kind of enacted on her. Uh, like, cause, cause of all the abuse, abuse can cause schizophrenia. Mm-hmm. Well, and when, that's, uh, that, that was my concern. Yeah. When, when I interacted with them later, I never really got a, um, I never got a sense of that. She never really seemed anything other than herself. Um, when I, when I interacted with her later and, um, and when actually, when I started praying for it, I, well, it didn't, it didn't start to come out until I started praying for her. And that was the interesting thing. Well, there's a lot of interesting things about it. Um, but uh, let me look up the thing that I wrote, um, and I, just so I can give a couple extra details. Because you re- like with the writing on the windows, I would love to see that. I, I like you know maybe somebody was screwing with her or whatever. But like you know like that's the that's the hard stuff that you is a you have a hard time believing. Like you yeah know. yeah definitely definitely. And it should be noted that this girl was already prone to. Um, uh, to exaggeration and embellishment, and actually, that uh, that was something that uh, became evident later on throughout uh, throughout knowing her a little bit better. But uh, so I started to she told me a whole bunch of bad stuff that was going on in her life, and um, and so I asked her, "Hey, is it, is it okay if I pray for you? You know about this because this strikes this looks like a demon that's uh, that's been that's you know been bothering you." Can I pray for you about all this stuff, but about that in particular? And uh, she said, yeah. So I pray for her for a long time uh, with her and, uh, and, her, and her boyfriend, who's there too. And um, I, start, I start off by praying in tongues. Uh, for anyone who doesn't know, speaking in tongues is basically uh, your own personal uh, prayer language that uh, the Holy Spirit gives you, um, after you after you become a Christian. And... Um, you, it's basically just for one-on-one communication with God. Um, for and basically, I use it when I don't know exactly what to pray, so I speak in tongues, and so that's basically the Holy Spirit speaking through me, giving me essentially a perfect prayer that I, you know, when I don't know what words to use. Yeah, I, I, I've talked with with um, my partner about uh, tongues, and that that's an interesting notion in itself, and I'd love to delve into more religious languages. 
Um, but but in, in brief, it, it to me like she she puts it to me like it's a very private thing to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and then and, and then you have the extreme versions of like the Baptists in the Bible Belt who go off with the tongues in public places and record it. And like uh, recently, there was a there somebody had called uh, that that mega church mm-hmm. uh, Joel Austin yeah his prayer line and they spoke tongues over the phone to to um, the creator of Rick and Morty uh, and, and spoke <laughs> tongues to him over over the phone on this prayer line and I was like that's that's interesting and like people like it went viral people were like whoa that's crazy like just a prayer line where somebody like and, and, and I and Chrissy had expressed it to me that as, as tongues is being a very private thing. So it's it's some I, I I can understand the power of that like that that because it's just a very it's a very energetic language and it kind of it brings it out of you and you're just like it's it's like singing almost. Well, for you just you just you feel your spirit through this powerful like motion and language. But what the Bible says about it, the Bible says I mean quite a bit about it, but um, it says. Basically, don't speak it in front of a whole bunch of people unless you have an interpreter because I mean like it's it's a holy language. It's, it's everyone has their own personal prayer language, you know, who, who I mean who everyone who speaks in tongues. So, but if you're in front of a congregation or in front of especially people who don't believe, um, you know, who who aren't Christians, don't don't speak in tongues unless you have someone to interpret for you because otherwise they're just going to think you're crazy. You know. Is tongues used a lot in exorcism? Um, would you I, think? I mean, uh, like, not in not in uh, dramatized exorcism. Not in no, of course not, not, of course not. But like, it, it, have you like been experienced with? Have you talked to people and been like, yeah, I oh, I, I helped perform an exorcism, or I helped perform you know rid some demons out of this person's soul and spoke in tongues? Is that a thing? Honestly, I haven't talked to a whole lot of people who've performed exorcisms. Um, so I don't really know. Yeah. I know that when I started praying for her, I started sp- by speaking in tongues. And, uh, the first thing she did was she started kind of like contracting and swaying. Um, that seemed very, that seemed to me, I was like, nah, that's a bit of a cliche. Uh, yeah, it is. Like she's it, 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 it 100% is, the role. yeah. And it a hundred percent is a cliche, but let me tell, I'll, I'll get to why in a second. Um, um, I don't think that she was faking it. Um, so, uh, you know, I'm praying for her for a long time and, um, she uh, she like has she, she's less and less able kind of to stay on her feet. So me and her boyfriend were kind of supporting her as she's slowly going down, but we're kind of holding her up at the same time. But yeah. uh, you know, I'm also speaking very, very cliche. Yeah, very much so, very much so. But most cliches are based on something, right? Um, so I pray in tongues, but then I, I then I switch to um, you know just regular praying, and uh, I'm asking God to give me uh, you know some of His power and uh, to give me some of His authority to cast this thing out. Um, you know, so then I start speaking directly to this demon in her. I'm commanding it to leave her, um, and um, I didn't start out yelling or anything because I didn't. I actually was trying to stay away from this stereotypical exorcism. You know, so I'm not. You know, I'm not yelling at this thing. I'm you know starting out very quiet. Um, but she kind of like is swooning a little bit, um, and she's like going farther and farther down. And then and and she's like really not. She seems not in her right mind. She seems like not really coherent. And then she kind of moans she won't leave um she had told me that um she she thought the spirit was a she so she's like she won't leave so i was uh i you know i I keep praying you know more forcefully more sharply and then like she kind of shift like she she changed her eyes are closed 
But she starts this long, slow hiss. And she starts jerking her head to the right. Um, I'm kind of like holding on to her on one side. Um, and she's kind of jerking her, her head to my hand on her shoulder, gnashing her teeth like she's trying to bite me. And then her eyes open and she looks at me and it does not look like her looking at me. And to me, I'm thinking, this is not Kate. This is this demon that's in her and it's looking at me right now. And um, it said something, I can't remember, like it said something mean or malevolent. I can't remember exactly what it was. But um, I said, what is your name? Uh, because Jesus asked that when he, you know, when uh, he cast the demon out. Oh, we could probably get into that. At one point, Jesus cast a demon out of a dude, and he asks it what its name is. Um, so I said, "What is your name?" And uh, and she said, "Yeah, they do that in all. The, they do that in all the examples of exorcism. They always want the name of the yeah, demon yeah, 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 because it kind of they gives did. They you... do it in Catholicism. They did it in Constantine. They did it in The Exorcist. They always like there's some significance behind naming a demon." Yeah, that, and I don't, that, that draws I don't it out. Yeah, I don't know why. Like, yeah. but something about it is apparently supposed to give you more authority over it, I guess. But so anyway, I asked it, "What you know? What is your name?" And she said, "None of your business." And um, so anyway, I'm just getting louder and louder, and uh, you know, it's fighting me, and I'm invoking all these different names of God, and um, I've got her boyfriend on the other side, and, and he's kind of praying with me, and then we both yell at exactly the same moment get out of her now and her body was had been like rigid and and just like she was in rigor mortis or something and she suddenly just relaxed and she opened her eyes she closed her eyes again and now she opened her eyes and um she said she's gone so that was that um and and here's why I don't think that she was faking it right then. I mean, I, I was a, a very small part of me was thinking she might just be crazy. Like maybe she's just. Oh, that was another reason that I asked her um, what what the name was because a, a little part of me was thinking maybe this girl's just crazy, you know. And so I wanted to see what kind of name it would give me because uh, that might give me sort of an indication. But um, so I, I, you know. So that whole that whole prayer was just focused on that demon, but she had told me a whole bunch of other stuff, and um, so then later on, I uh, you know we prayed again about all that other stuff, and she didn't have the same physical reaction. Um, she didn't uh, she didn't sort of lose consciousness at all. She didn't start swaying. She didn't uh, start falling backward or anything. She remained perfectly alert and perfectly upright and all that kind of stuff. So that was why. Um, that kind of gave me the indication that the first thing that the her first react her reaction to that first prayer was uh, was genuine and and not uh, not faked. All right, all right. Well, that's a tale in itself. I mean, that's cool that you did that for that person. Mm -hmm. I, you know, you 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 help them get through some shit, and, yeah. and that's 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 the important thing. Mm -hmm. I, I have to take away from exorcism, like. You're getting, you're, you're helping somebody through some bullshit and it's just affecting their life. And, you know, whether it's a, whether it's a demon that's ugly and gross and has half a head, like in Constantine or <laughs> some, some evil spirit that kind of just like gets in your house and devours it whole, um, you know, it, it's, you know, we get rid of those things through being good, talking it out, you know, or telling that fucker to just get out of there. You know, we don't want none of that none none of that guff and yeah. uh and, and, and so it's it's very interesting to me so let's let's move on to um um let's 
I'm getting towards the toward, oh, let me, getting towards the end of it here. Let me, you got let me, let me else jump in. You... Yeah, let, let me just jump in really quick to say that um, for anybody who might be listening who wants uh, more detail about that, I've actually I have this all written down. Uh, so for anyone who wants more detail about that whole experience, you know, you can uh, you can hit us up and I can uh, I can send you the the entire uh, written account of it. It will be in all our social medias. <laughs> um, whenever those get enacted. Uh, oh, and so also, let's... let me. Oh, really quick, hmm. can I? Uh, can I? No, slow no, you down? go ahead, go ahead. All right, um, I want to get back into the, the 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 rituals of 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 Catholic exorcism versus what I did, because, like I said before, all you see in movies and TV and stuff like that of exorcism is very much yeah. ritualistic. Everybody's got a different ritual. Every every sect has a different type of way of getting rid of stuff. Yeah, and it all starts with getting that name. Yeah, well, the thing is, there was no real, there was no real ritual with what I was doing, and I think, see, what I think rituals do when you're dealing with the supernatural and we're dealing with God specifically is they they start off as kind of a bridge, you know, if you really don't understand what you're dealing with and you don't know who you're talking to, then a ritual can help because it gives you some structure, but after a certain point, then it sort of acts as a wall in between you and the thing. You know, it kind of acts as a um, something that dilutes the actual power of what you're doing or the relationship between you and God, for example. If you're just going to focus on ritual, then, you know, maybe you're going to miss out on some of the, you know, what this specific situation calls for. You know, I would try if I ended up in this situation again, I would try very hard to not do the exact same thing every time, because when you get into that, then you just you rely too much on the ritual as as um, as a power in and of itself, rather than focusing on God as the source of the power and letting Him direct you to do whatever it is He wants you to do in that moment, in that instance. Hmm. All right. Cool. That's that. That's that's a that's a that's a good sum up for that. Yeah. Do you think you're do you do you think you're a murderer now that you've killed a demon? Uh, I don't think I killed it. I think I just got rid of it. Do you, do you think what do, do, does that not entail? The, the, like, do you think it died after you got rid of it? Like, do, so that, then let's go into the, let's go into the, I want I want to we'll, we'll end this with the with a bit of the 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 extent of the I'm stuttering so goddamn much. <laughs> let's end let's let's end this with a bit of the phantasmal. So. Where do demons go after they get exercised? It's you see it in TV and in in movies and like in uh, that one TV show with the two brothers that go and take out demons. Do they, are they killing those demons? Do you think that do do demons continue to exist? Are there a, a finite amount of demons in the in the world? Do they just you t- you pull them out of out 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 of people that they're they're they're, they're like. Say that they're say a, a demon is a physical being like in Constantine. They inhabit a, a form and they become corporeal. And, and does that demon die in, like when you punch him with the cross with uh, with with the cross brass knuckles, <laughs> or, or, or or like when you pull like? Do you think they go elsewhere? Do they go? Do they go back to hell? I think. Do they... I, I think demons absolutely continue to exist after you've uh, exercised them. Uh, if you look at Matthew uh, twelve forty three and forty five. Um, Jesus says, uh, when an evil spirit comes out of a man, it goes through arid places seeking rest and does not find it. Then it says, I will return to the house I left. When it arrives, it finds the house unoccupied, swept clean and put in order. Then it goes and takes with it seven other spirits more wicked than itself, and they go in and live there. 
and the final condition <clears throat> and the final condition of that man is worse than the first, which indicates that once you've been uh, you know, once you've been uh, exercised or once you've had um, you know, you've been set free of demons inside you, um, you're still basically you're still at risk spiritually. You know, you still need to protect yourself with, um, you know, with the power of God and with the blood of Jesus um, so that you're no longer vulnerable to that kind of thing, to, you know, that kind of, um, I guess, uh, possession or just um, whatever you want to call it. But yeah. But so when you're defending yourself with the blood of Jesus, is that like. How, do, how does that work? Is that um, wine? Is that, you know? Well, with the wine, um, I mean, that's that's just talking about communion where it's uh, – you're supposed to um, – the, the wine is symbolic of Christ's blood um, when, you know, he says, do this in remembrance of me where he says, you know, this is my body. This is my blood. Um, and so we, we drink wine or, you know, juice at communion in order to just remember what Jesus did for us. Um, on the cross, but, um, we'll dig into, we'll dig into rituals like that yeah, later. I yeah. would love to talk more about that. But, um, with, um, uh, with his blood itself, it's basically just, you claim the protection of Jesus. Um, because you know, you, well, first, oh, right. first, first of all, you have to be it's not under... an actual, it's not an actual blood. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a metaphorical. This is the blood of Jesus, the blood of Jesus. And we're, we're, it's going to, it's, it's, it's the a little, power a little bit you. more than metaphorical. I would call it, it's because it's not, I think it is, it's, I would call it spiritual because I think it is, it is real blood, but it's spiritual blood. So it's, it's, a, it's a real thing. A little bit more than metaphorical, but not physical. That's what I would call it. But we have to be under, we have to be in submission to Jesus in order to be also under His protection. You know, so that's yeah. that's an important part of it. But the thing is, when you said that um, uh, in movies or whatever, when when demons inhabit corporeal forms, um, I don't think they really in real life. Well, that's really in real life. That's a that's redundant. Anyway, I don't think they, <laughs> I don't think they really do that. Um, I don't think if if I because I didn't see a demon leave this girl, you know. Um, no, I, of course not. It's 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 more of a it's more of a demons be out thing, and then it's, it's gone. It goes back into the 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 earth or whatever. Yeah, but see, I mean, I think demons are real creatures, but they're spiritual creatures. You know, like how um, I, we have physical bodies, but we also have um, in incorporeal souls. You know, um, and the soul is what will live eternally. It's not the physical body that lives eternally. It's the soul that lives eternally. And the soul. Yeah, it's that ener- it, and to me, that's the energy we leave behind. Um, okay. After we pass. That, that's, that's, the, that's the soul for me. That thing that gives you life. Uh-huh. Okay. And your, what's in your brain, that energy, like the, the, the energy that's within your spinal cord, that kind of stuff. We're going to get, we'll, we'll, we'll get into more science lately, but Yeah. Okay, but with uh, with demons, you know, they don't have that physical form. It's all spiritual for them, so they can't be at least not by any method that that we have. They can't be killed. They can only be driven out. Yeah, and I, I suppose that I mean we could delve into to, to we should talk more about demons out in the world, like poltergeists. We'll do we'll do we'll do that eventually. Mm-hmm. Um, a, a whole ghost, but like you know. It's that energy, that negative energy. There's like positive and negative energy and literally like positive like electricity and negative current. That kind of stuff can be accounted for in um, science, uh, I'm sure, somewhere out there. I'll do the research eventually. Uh, that, that accounts for negative energy that's out there and that can affect people and it can affect uh, – we'll go back – and it goes back to like how the Chinese, you know – got rid of demons that were in their home and it's that negative energy that's in their home that they're feeling that they get rid of with sage and ritual and 
and that that exorcism of the of of that bad energy mm-hmm. um th- throughout throughout the home all right well uh sounds like we're just about ready to wrap this up so uh as always i'm david i am a devout christian and i'm nick and i'm a devout atheist and this is the lord not taking calls but we are and we're always taking your calls, so please feel free to drop us a line, Twitter, Facebook, uh, Instagram. We're going to have it all. We got it all, depending on when you're listening to this. And we thank you for your time, and we appreciate everybody listening. Um, we hope we didn't offend you too bad. And uh, we, we look forward to, uh, to talking more about religious dealings stuff. in the world and, and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, thank you again, and we appreciate it. Take care. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this podcast. The Lord will return shortly, so we encourage you to call again.